Yeah, boink. What the hell is up, guys? Uh, we're here. I'm with Christian Evinger. We're at uh, Anthony Ortega's house. What's up, Anthony? Gang, gang, gang. Today's uh, going to be sports-packed again, but we have some topics at the end for you guys who aren't too into sports but want to listen for the stories at the end. We're going to be talking about our favorite concerts, we, concerts we've ever been to um, or most memorable ones. Um, and then our uh, favorite like memories from our childhood, like a, a story or something that you remember just being a kid. So we'll talk about those things at the end, but we're going to start with uh, sports and I'm just going to go ahead and start with the college football playoffs. Last podcast, you guys uh, probably heard me say that I thought Utah was going to win out in the Pac-12 championship against Oregon and clinch the fourth spot in the playoffs. I was dead wrong. They get spanked by Oregon last night. Oklahoma wins today. Oklahoma clinches the fourth spot. Like I said, other than if Georgia wins, then it's going to be up for the air. But if LSU wins, which right now it's halftime. LSU is up 17-3. We're watching it right now. Um, I think they're going to pull this game out. So LSU wins. Clemson wins tonight against Virginia Tech. Oklahoma gets in with the fourth spot. And Ohio State is going to uh, route um, Wisconsin. Because, like I said, Ohio State's the best football team in the country. But if LSU wins the SEC championship, they're the hottest team in the country. Getting the number one spot. Oklahoma sneaks in at number four. I have Christian here with me today, and he's going to give you his rundown of the college football playoffs. All right, so LSU is down right now, so I think they're going to lose this game today, and I think that puts Oklahoma at the number four. But I got money on this game today against Virginia versus Clemson. Virginia's got one of the most underrated duos in college football with Terrell Janna at wide receiver and Bice Perkins at QB. If Virginia wins, it's a very small chance, but if they do, why not put Oregon at that four spot and move up um, Oklahoma to that three? Oregon dominated fucking Utah last night. Absolutely. And if <laughs> Bryce Herbert takes care of the ball, they're unstoppable. They had one fluke loss to ASU when he threw two interceptions. They should have beat Auburn. They choked at the end, but again, another fluke loss. Oregon is a very dangerous team, and why not? I could see them doing it. It's a very small chance, but I think they could do it. Right. What do you think? And, well, like you said, like, with the fluke losses, it kind of just brings you back to why um, college basketball is so awesome because even if you have a fluke loss, you can still make the playoffs, and even if you mm-hmm. are not in the top rankings, you have a shot to win the championship, right? Yeah. So when it comes to the college football playoffs, let me ask you this. Is four teams enough? Or should it be expanded? If it should be expanded, like what team? Like how many teams should be in the playoffs if it gets expanded? Unless you don't think it should be. Honestly, I think it should be an eighteen playoff. Okay, eighteen. I think it should be the New Year's Six plus the All Merit Bowl and the Holiday Bowl is the two small bowls for the the lower seeds because right. you can't have they only have six um, top bowl games. Right. But yes, I I think four is not enough. I think there's too many talented teams that just like college basketball, you could go either way. Yeah. Like, any team can be any team on any given day. Exactly. I think that there should be – it's an eight-team eight playoff, and I think that there's five Power Five conferences. The champions of each conference should auto, get an automatic bid in the playoffs. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> um, after that, the next three best teams, whether it's, like, 
two years ago, UCF, they would probably get that spot. I want to see some teams. I want to see some like Cinderella teams in there. Like, who knows, right? That's why mm-hmm. I think college basketball kind of has the upper hand of why it's so interesting because how many people like make uh, brackets every year in March Madness? Everyone. Over like millions, right? And no one can get it right. And that's why everyone's like, oh, hell yeah, this is fucking sweet. So I think eight teams will be perfect. Com- uh, champions of each conference and then the next three best teams that the committee chooses. So yeah. the committee, instead of picking four teams out of a whole bunch, they only need to pick three teams out of the next runners-up, which would not be hard. It's just the next best record and mm-hmm. who is actually hot, who's the best team, their wins, their losses, their good losses, their good wins, right? Mm-hmm. That's well, just, yeah. Well, the reason I want, I'd like an eight-playoff team is, like, think about Auburn. They just beat Alabama. They're mm-hmm. hot right now. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get in because of those three losses. Yeah. But it's just like March Madness. The teams that are hot coming into the tournament are the ones that usually do the best. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think the eight team. Think about Wisconsin. They're hot right now too. Do I think they're going to beat Ohio State? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would like to see them in the playoffs playing a number four seed like Georgia or Oklahoma. And I, think on, I don't think they could compete. Yeah, well, I think it just makes it more interesting as a fan. Like not even as like a, a fan of a certain team. It's as a fan of watching sports or college football. You want to... Oh, you want to see the best teams play, but you also want to see some like maybe some Cinderellas. Like, oh mm-hmm. shit! Like, that's why I really wanted Utah to get in because it's like, I mean, you small percentage like you said, Oregon gets in, but I don't think they're even going to put a Pac-12 team in this year. I mean, I know Oregon won, but it's going to be a like small, small, small margin. Like some shit has yeah. to go down. Like Clemson has to lose, like you said, to uh, Virginia. Um, Ohio State, if they lose, like it, it, things could go crazy tonight. Like we still aren't even done with this game at the LSU. Yeah, game, right? I think I do think if Ohio State loses, I think they will still be in the playoff. I right. think they'll go down to the number four, three right. or four, just yeah. because the way they've dominated yeah. this year. Because I mean, to me, you can't punish them for just dom. Like they've dominated the whole season. Yeah. Not only are they good on offense, they are so dominant on defense. Oh. Chase Young is they're the something else. They're the fastest team I've seen on defense. Like their their backers get to the ball, their corners get to the ball. They're de- like Chase Young. I mean, they're fast. Like. Not just powerful, they're fast as fuck. So they're getting the ball no matter what. But if they, like you said, if they lose to Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I don't think Wisconsin gets in. I think Ohio State still should stay in. Like that's just because yeah. they've they routed Wisconsin the, when they played in the, se- the regular season, yeah. right? But the way I look at it, the reason I think Oregon could have a chance is just look how the committee's been doing the rankings. They've been jumping teams that have beaten higher ranked teams. Yeah. Oregon not only beat Utah, they dominated. Mm-hmm. The whole game. I was shocked by that. I thought Utah was going to win. I thought they were going to get in the playoff. But I was wrong just like you. But I think I could see the committee jumping Oregon up to number four and Oklahoma to number three if Virginia beats Clemson tonight. Yeah. We'll see. For sure. I'm super excited. I think this is going to be a really interesting college football playoff this year. Not just like the – now that Alabama's out, it's not like, oh, Clemson versus Alabama for the Mm -hmm. fifth fucking straight year in a row. Now it's like, okay, we got some fresh blood. Let's see what happens here. LSU, LSU, super LSU versus Ohio State is a very intriguing See, matchup. like, that's what I, I kind of really want to see that. Like, all bias aside, like, I think Burroughs going to win the Heisman against, against him against Fields. Ohio State's defense versus LSU's high-paced offense. It's I think it'd be a championship game for the making, like, for the record books. Mm-hmm. It would be, it'd be a high-scoring game, a lot of action, and I think people would get, you know— like they're, not their money's worth because they're not like really paying for the game to watch it, but it'd be a good game to watch. Other than a SEC showdown where the you know final score is like seven to yeah. seven, right, or seven to eight, like on a mm-hmm. extra point field goal miss or something like that. 
Honestly, I haven't seen a more well-rounded team with Ohio State since, honestly, when Cam Newton took Auburn to the national yeah. championship against Oregon. They are so well-rounded, and I, I just think they're going to be a scary team. I don't think no one wants to play them in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, and like teams are just different in the playoffs, right? I mean, it's, it's the fucking playoffs. Like You just get a different mindset. All right, so let's jump into UFC here. The McGregor and Cerrone fight. I'm a huge McGregor fan, but I love Donald Cerrone. The Cowboy Cerrone, he uh, used to be a PBR, not a PBR like in the professional league, but he was a bull rider, and he's just tough as fuck, man. Like he, he a Muay Thai specialist. I just think that McGregor, though, like if he if McGregor loses this fight to Cerrone. I think it puts a huge, huge damper on his legacy because he still needs to beat Khabib again. Or no, not again. He needs to fight Khabib again to beat Khabib. Because if he doesn't fight Khabib and beat him, McGregor's legacy, I think, is kind of like, oh, shit, he's not really the badass that everyone thought he was. All this shit talking, Mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of like, you got to fight him again to clean that car and then maybe get a third one. So if he, this is a big fight for McGregor. I think it's more important for McGregor than it is for Cerrone. Because if McGregor loses, my opinion, his legacy isn't as great as it would be because he still hasn't even beat Khabib, and now he's going to be down two fights to Cerrone and Khabib. So he's going to fight them both again. And he's getting old, man. He's been around for a while. I still love him, but this Cerrone guy is tough as fuck. It's going to be a hard-ass matchup on January 18th. I'm excited to watch it, but McGregor's under a lot of pressure. Honestly, I, I don't see the UFC putting Conor McGregor in a fight where he doesn't win. I, I think Cerrone's old. I love Cerrone, but I think he's washed up. His last two fights, he got knocked out by Ferguson in the second round and got completely destroyed by Gaethje in the first round. I think he's old. He needs to retire, and I think this is a cleanup fight for McGregor. And I think if McGregor wins, which I think he will, I think him and Justin Gaethje will fight in a main event, and the winner will fight for the title next. I think this is a cleanup fight for McGregor. I think it's probably going to go one or two rounds with a knockout, and then we'll see from there. But I think the only way I see Conor losing is there's so much pressure on Conor for this fight because, like you said, if he loses, mm-hmm. his legacy's over. And honestly, it also puts a dent in the UFC. Right. Conor McGregor makes so much money for the UFC. If he loses, no one's going to be interested in watching him fight. Yeah. Exactly. Cerrone, like Cerrone basically has nothing to lose. I mean, he, this is kind of like his last shot at like being like on top of the big shot. And mm-hmm. McGregor's kind of like, fuck, man, I, I need to win this fight just so I can get another fight with Khabib, and then I got to beat Khabib again, right? Mm-hmm. So Cerrone has nothing to lose, which there's nothing more dangerous than a man who has nothing to lose. So that's why I cannot wait for this fight. I'm a huge McGregor fan, and I'm a huge Donald Cerrone fan. I love the Cowboy. I cannot fucking wait for this fight. I'm going to get pissed drunk, watch this shit, and it's going to pop off. I'm so excited. All right, let's move. In. Okay, hold on. Let's see here. Yeah, we'll go into we'll go into some college basketball here. Season just got underway. This is exciting. The University of Michigan. If you guys don't know, in the early '90s, like '90, this uh, '90 to '91 season, the '91 to '92 season, there was a team for Michigan called, and they were the Fab Five. Five freshmen. Ray Jackson, Jimmy King, Jalen Rose, Chris Weber, and the center, Juwan Howard, is now coaching for the University of Michigan. They are now 8-0. 
number four in the country, and they are killing it. And Juwan Howard has his players hyped. I feel like a dynasty is going to start here with Michigan. Juwan Howard, kids are going to want to play for this guy. If you, got, if you saw that, uh, the video on Twitter mm-hmm. where he's dancing around, like, don't you, want to, don't you want to play for a coach that's like dancing around, excited for you guys to be winning? And he is a historical player in the Michigan, you know, like books. Yeah, it was- uh, other than like the banners being taken down because of the Chris Weber ordeal, mm-hmm. like, you know who the Fab Five are. Like, we, they still know, like, oh, we took the banners down, but we still know who fucking went to the championship. Mm-hmm. It was Michigan, right? Yep. So I think this is a start of a dynasty here. If Juwan Howard can keep recruiting players, which I think he will, because he's an awesome dude, awesome uh, person. He uh, coached, uh, assistant coach uh, for the Heat for a while after he played for the Heat, like with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Ain't that right, Tony? And then he uh, was helping out coaching there. I think that this is a start of a dynasty at the University of Michigan. Christian, what do you say? Honestly, I think it was a smart move. Oh. First of all, it was the fact that he's taking over for John Bailing. Yeah. After that's such high expectations, really high expectations. Because look at all the success he had. Final fours. Mm-hmm. Uh, title. I don't, he didn't win a title. No. Um, no, but came Final close. four, though, yeah. like, with Trey Burke. Yep. But he look how good of a coach he's been. Isaiah Livers, uh, Xavier Simpson, Eli Brooks, all three of their top players, mm-hmm. all shooting 50% from the field already. And look at this. This is what made me a um, believer in this team. All are shooting above 45% from the three-point line. That for, is unreal. For if, those of you who don't know, that is, like, incredible efficiency from three-point. It's still early in the season. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, games left to be played, but the fact that what made me a believer in this team is the fact they dominated North Carolina and they dominated Gonzaga. Mm. I could not believe how bad they beat Gonzaga. They mm. made them look like a high school team. Oh, I know. It was, it was embarrassing. And for Gonzaga, not to go off on a, on a tangent here, but fucking Kispert needs to start making his threes he's going to shoot that fucking many threes in the game. I watched that game with uh, Michigan and Gonzaga. I couldn't believe how many threes he missed. And every time he shot it, the bench would get up, do the, the three-point like celebration before. And then he'd miss. And nothing. Yeah. And it's like, man, if you're going to shoot that many, you got to make it. And Mark Few was fucking pissed. So, back to Michigan. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen here the next couple of years with them, recruiting-wise. I guarantee you next year, in the next three years, they will have, a top, they'll have the top recruiting class in the nation. Oh, yeah, hands down. Like... Penny Hardaway's killing it right now over at uh, Memphis. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, guys who like are into their teams, like who are fun coaches to play for. I mean, Coach K, Roy Williams. I mean, they got the brand. Like it's, it's Duke, right? Yeah. I mean, Coach K, I love. I'm a huge Duke fan. But does he look that fun to play for? I mean, not necessarily. But the facilities are awesome, and it's Duke, and yeah. you're pretty much going to get uh, on national television every single night. Mm-hmm. But I want to play for Juwan Howard. That would be sick. He's dancing around, having fun. He's super smart. And if you're a big man, if you're like a top big man in the country, you want to go play for Juwan Howard because he might teach you a few moves, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. You want to go play for him, right? Because yep. he coached at Georgetown too. Kids want to play for guys who have an emotional tie to a school. Well, <clears throat> they're, I think they're going to get tested soon. They're, gonna, they're going to Oregon mm-hmm. December 14th. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be... I think Oregon will give them a little bit of test, but I think they'll win. But the game I'm really excited to see is when they play Michigan State. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be – Michigan State hasn't been playing that well. But no. 
it's Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo always gets mm-hmm. it figured out. Which I think is a perfect leeway into our next topic about Michigan State. Like, what the fuck happened? I think they were ranked number one in the start of the start of the uh, season. They are now they now have three losses. I don't know what's going on. Cassius Stanley, he's good. Tom Izzo's a great coach. Multiple Final Fours championship mm-hmm. in two thousand. Well, I, I, I mean, they lose, to Duke, they lose a fluke game to Virginia Tech, but they're a good team in the Maui Invitational. Yep. Um, they lose to Duke, but at home, though. On Draymond Green's jersey retirement night, it should be a hype-ass night. They lose at home to Duke by like 15 points. And Duke dominated the whole game. Trey Jones went off. He destroyed Cassius Stanley. I know he's good. I, know, I love Izzo. And I know that they'll be a, an Elite Eight team. Like, they're a good-ass team. But... I could also see them losing in the first round just because of the lackadaisical play by their role players. Yeah. Not just Kansas Stanley, he can't lead the whole team. Honestly, I think they've been, they've been sloppy yeah. throughout the season so far. And I'll tell you, the reason they're sloppy is because Xavier Tillman's shooting too many threes. Mm-hmm. 20% from the three point line so far this season. That is just actually like just pathetic. I've been watching games and he's just throwing them up. My mom could shoot better than that. So I, 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 I have faith. I'm a Michigan State fan. Mm-hmm. I really like Tom Izzo. Mm-hmm. I think they'll figure it out. They always do when it comes to tournament, tournament time. But right now, I, if I was them, I'd be a little worried. They're kind of playing very selfish. They're turning the ball over, and they're not really playing as a team. And honestly, right now, I think Tom Izzo has the team lost. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they figure it out, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. We are making some leeway here. All right, let's go to uh, let's stay with basketball. We'll, we'll go to NBA. Look, man, I predicted uh, again. Not one of my finer moments predicting that Damian Lillard won the MVP. He's kind of shit in the bed lately. Uh, thank God for Carmelo. Right, Tony, Carmelo, gang. Yeah, I'm glad someone picked him up. Finally, right? I think he's good for this team. If it wasn't for Carmelo, I mean, Blazers might not even make the playoffs. I think that he's the right player to. Be on the on the uh, on the on the Blazers for Damon to get some relief for McCollum to get some relief and for McCollum to maybe come off a back screen with uh, Carmelo. Carmelo's a smart ass player. He's been around. He's this is his seventeenth year in the league. He's good. Yeah, I mean, playing with LeBron, that'd be sweet, right? I mean, who wouldn't want Carmelo Anthony, a good shooter? Like, how does that hurt your team having Carmelo Anthony? It doesn't. It doesn't. So I don't know why he wasn't, like I said last podcast, it's kind of like, duh, he's a good shooter. Like, why are we making a big deal that he's making a bunch of shots? Like, yeah. he's a fucking bucket, right? So well, honestly, I think NFC West, I think the one through five seeds are locked. For the NBA, for the West? Yeah. And so like six, seventh, and eighth are wide open. I think the yeah. Blazers are going to make the playoffs because I think. Oh, yeah, they, they will eventually find their way there. back. They, they're, they're 10th right now. But who I'm really rooting for and actually pretty surprised is the Phoenix Suns. They oh, have been God, losing yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But I really like Devin Booker. And from the past seasons they've had, the way they're turning it around, already playing better. Not, they, they were the worst team in turnovers yeah. the last three years. And now they're one of the best. Yeah. I, I mean, I just smacked Tony in 2K with Booker. <laughs> scored like 60 points on him, won the game Stop. by 80. Booker Stop. is a – I like the Suns too. And I, I hope Oubre becomes legit, like, an all-star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiton, I've never really been a big fan of Aiton, but he's going to be a good presence for them to have. 
Uh, Rubio's a solid point guard, right? And like yeah. anywhere he plays, he's a solid NBA point guard. Dude, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a fucking freak. He is. That play against Julius Randle where he just fucking bullied him in the paint, jumped over him, dunk. It's like, how, how do you like be that coordinated when you're that tall? I don't, I don't get it. Like I'm really that coordinated and I'm like, you know, sure. I, I, it's, it's, it's kind of fucked in the head, really. He's reigning MVP. I think he might win it again this year, except LeBron's fucking killing it this year. He is. So is Anthony Davis. They, Anthony Davis they is plays also, so well. They're together. both. Uh, Anthony's averaging twenty six. LeBron's averaging like twenty five a game, and they're on the same fucking team. Honestly, to me, in my opinion, I think the Lakers remind me of Golden State. Right. They're especially with their bench. Their bench is so well diverse. Yeah, because Golden State's first championship run. Why are they so good? Their bench would destroy other benches, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I love Caruso for the Lakers. So the ball guy? Yeah. <laughs> he is so funny. Dude, he's, it, it's, it's so funny watching him just like go through the fucking air, dunk it, everyone just goes nuts. He's like, oh shit, this ball whack guy just fucking threw, threw through the air and fucking dunked it. I think it's the funniest shit in the world, and I think it's awesome. And he's like, yeah, you know, I don't really get that many fans. And all of a sudden, they had that video on Twitter where like, someone's like, hey, you play in the NBA, yeah. right? It's like, uh, probably the guy's six foot six, like, and you see him on TV all the time. Yeah, yeah he's probably in the NBA. Honestly, you want to talk about disappointments? I don't know about you, but I had really high expectations for the Pelicans this year. So did I. Well, I mean, what the fuck is Zion? Right. But even without Zion, there is so much young talent on that team. There is. But honestly, I think Alvin Gentry needs to be fired. I don't think he knows how to coach him. I don't. I don't like him as a coach, and I don't think he knows, especially with Lonzo. I don't think he's using Lonzo the right way. I think, yeah, I think he was protected by AD the, the, all those years, like, Anthony Davis being a good player and, like, him, like, having a special connection with AD. It's like, hey, bro, your, your buddy's gone. So you, you actually need to coach these young guys into shape. Mm-hmm. I know Lonzo. I know Josh Hart. I know Brandon Ingram have the talent and the skill and the potential to be all-stars, but you need to push them in that direction and get them opportunities to be mm-hmm. good. And J.J. Redick. J.J., I mean, well, J.J. Redick is, like, the veteran. Like, he's, like, the leader of a team, right? Jackson Hayes, too. He's a fucking star. Like, that guy is awesome. Then you got, uh... Who else is on the Pelicans? That, that, uh, that white guy, that foreign guy. He's pretty good, too. The, he's number 20. I forget his fucking name. He can hit threes. And he can, like... You got a, a good young team. Yeah. But you need to be able, You need a coach that can coach young players and develop them. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot, you know, harder... Yeah. Done well, than that's, said. That's what's so frustrating is there's so much potential on that team and it's just going to waste right now. Yeah. But like I said, it's with all the NCAA basketball and NBA, it's really early in the season. We've got a lot of ball left to play, but we'll see how the season goes. Yeah, I'm super excited because like like I said last block, I was like it's wide open this year. Like it's not like oh it's gonna be the Warriors versus whatever team LeBron's yeah. on, you know, or the I mean the Raptors kind of shocked the world last year, but yeah, this year it's anybody. Well. Let's talk about Jimmy Butler and how well he fits in with the Miami Heat. And I didn't expect that. I didn't either. Not even a little bit. Like, weren't you kind of like, when he went there, weren't you like, damn, Jimmy, like, you're going to go there? Like, all right, let's see what happens. And, and they're, they're third in the, in the East right now. Mm-hmm. Killing it. Yeah, what, yeah, third in the East. And what about, what do you think about um, Kemba Walker? Bro, he's, like, doing way better than I expected I mean, I, I think he fits him better than Kyrie did. Yeah, way better. Yeah, exactly. It, I, like I said, there's some point guards who 
fit in with a certain offense better than other point guards, right? I think Kemba fits in perfectly with his offense. Kemba's smart, efficient is the, is the key thing. He's an efficient shooter, and he's a bucket. And he knows mm-hmm. when to pass the ball to. Guess, guess who's got his wings? Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward. Yep. Tice can shoot from three, a pick and pop. They got a good team, and like I don't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they can win the these. But I still think I'm on, I'm on the Bucks this year. I'm on the Bucks bandwagon for winning the East. Giannis is insane. I don't see the Bucks losing in a seven game series to anybody this year, until they get to the playoffs, the championship game against the Lakers. And my bold prediction this year will be Lakers versus Bucks, Lakers in seven. That's my fucking bold prediction right there. I think that'd be a very exciting playoff series. I think it would be. I think it'd be one for the books. I think it'd go down all time as one of the greatest. Reigning MVP versus maybe the MVP for this year. Like it's gonna go between LeBron and Giannis, obviously. <clears throat> Harden's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Drawing fouls and like I mean my thing is when a shooter pumps does a pump fake and a and a defender's flying by him, I don't mm-hmm. think the shooter should be able to like jump into the defender to mm-hmm. draw a foul. To me that's an offensive foul and it's Kind of smoke. I think I think the ref favor Harden a lot. Oh yeah, well they favor the offense a lot because yeah. why? It makes money, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about money. All right, let's go to. All right, we'll talk about NFL now. My fucking Seahawks. Well, let's talk about this. Anthony, how are your uh, Broncos doing? Shitty. What's their record? Uh, three and eight. The Broncos are three and eight, and I couldn't be happier. My Hawks are <laughs> my Hawks are ten and two, leaders in the NFC West, killing it right now. We play the Rams tomorrow night, Sunday night football. I'm pretty sure. Yep, Sunday night football. At LA, I think we smoke them, dude. I, I, really? I, I'm kind of nervous for that game. I'm not at all because the last couple of years we've only like we've been bad against the Rams at home. We've been good in LA. Rams are hot right now. So are we, but Rams, Rams are, are they just got smoked by the Ravens, I thought. Like last weekend. I thought they just destroyed the Cardinals. Oh yeah, well the Cardinals, I mean, come on. But they looked good. It is Cardinals, but they looked good. Yeah. I'm gonna shit shave and shower, is that cool? Sounds good, Tony. It's your place. Go Tony. Yeah, let's see the glow stick. <laughs> um I think the Hawks smoke the Rams. And I love Russ, but here's what I wanted to ask you. I talked about it last week again. I'm going to hit that too before you go in there. Any other year, Russell Wilson would win MVP because of his team's performance and his performance. But Lamar fucking Jackson is incredible. Not only does like he run the ball, but everyone's like, oh, he's going to get hurt. when It's like... I haven't even seen him get tackled this year. Like he fucking is so quick, so fast, so smart. He doesn't get hurt. Like I don't see, I don't really see him getting hurt. And I think the Baltimore offense is uniquely styled to his skill set. Yeah. Harbaugh's a great coach too. Very good coach. But uh, honestly, Lamar Jackson's been—he's unreal. Russell Wilson invented all that. He's been doing that for eight years now. Mm-hmm. But Lamar, I, Lamar Jackson's running away with MVP. Russell Wilson, he's been a little above average the last couple of games, but the schedule has been getting harder the last couple of games. But Lamar Jackson, not only did he beat Tom Brady, beat Deshaun Watson, and he beat Russell Wilson. And it wasn't just by a little bit. He dominated. Yeah. Put the stats on the board, and I think he's 
on it. I, I was rooting for Russell Wilson. I really wanted him to win MVP this year, but I think Lamar Jackson's running away yeah, with it. The Ravens division is... Squad. The Ravens division is... <coughs> that ghost stick hits. Yeah, that nicotine stick is game. Uh, the Ravens, and it's the Steelers, the Browns, Trash. and the Bengals. Trash. They haven't even won a game yet, the Bengals. They just won a game, I thought. Oh, sorry, sorry. They won one game. One game. They won one game. <laughs> the Seahawks are in the division with the 49ers and the Rams, who can be explosive, and the Cardinals, who can be explosive. When Kyler Murray gets hot. On, on any on. given night, the Cardinals could probably fucking win a game. Screw the NFC North, the Vikings, and the Bears. Bro, the NFC West is the best division in football, and we're, kill- we're, the, we're the leaders right now, the Seahawks. So, actually, I can see where Russell Wilson would win the MVP because of how tough his fucking schedule is the next coming. He's at LA, mm-hmm. at Carolina, home against the Fort Nationals is going to be a good game, and then at Arizona. Honestly, since our um, primetime game against the Eagles got flexed, honestly, I hope that we both win out and that gets switched to a primetime game for yeah. the title. Yeah, because we're incredible in primetime. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is fucking incredible in primetime. Talking about the NFC East, though. The NFC East with the fucking uh, Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins. The fact that the Cowboys are probably going to finish probably 7-9, and nine, maybe 8-8. Eight and eight, and They're going to make, make the playoffs. And be a four seed. And, and probably get a home. They're going to get a home game. I call the NFC East the NFC trash. They're, dude, they fucking suck. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of embarrassing. Like... Oh, we won the NFC East. Like, dude, congratulations. Yeah. Like, really, not that big of a deal. I could give a flying shit. Man, I'm tired of fucking Skip Bayless riding the Cowboys' dick. I'm, well, I'm kind of tired of anybody even talking about the Cowboys. Like, anytime they lose, Shannon Brown, uh, Stephen A. Smith. It's like, who, dude, if you guys hate on that, like, who fucking cares? Like, just quit talking about the fucking Cowboys and how much you hate them, how much you like them. Will Kane does it too. Yeah, all Dude, the time. Dude, who cares about the fucking Cowboys? Like, everyone's like, why are they America's team? It's like, this is fucking why they're America's team. Even though you hate them, you keep fucking talking about them. That's why they're America's team. You guys are giving people... I mean, like, what's this saying? Like, you're feeding, like, you're feeding people... What they want. A- yeah, exactly. Ammun- you're giving them ammunition. Like, quit talking about the fucking Cowboys. I don't give a shit. What they're not the- good. They're not going to win. The- they're-, they're not going anywhere. Let's talk about like good teams like the like the Hawks, the 49ers, the Patriots, the Ravens, the Saints. Like, who gives a shit about the Cowboys? I don't. Well, the reason they talk about them too is Jerry Jones is such a drama queen. Oh, and that's what I talk about. It's kind of like Lavar Le- Le- Ball. Who gives a shit about Lavar Ball? But he makes headlines. He's he's fucking dramatic. Tony, you pissing in there or what? All right. I gotta take a fucking piss real fast. Um, nah, I'm gonna finish this out. Little job, huh? Tell your story. I will. So, now that the sports talk is over, man, when we when we were younger, I always get I always get ridiculed for this. We used to go bigfoot hunting at Mount Baker. Sasquatch. Ladies and gentlemen, is real, and I'll tell you the story right now. Are you guys? Are you guys fucking buckle on your fucking seatbelts? If you're at home, fucking just get ready for this. It's me, my my uh, my brother, my sisters, my cousins, and my uncle, and my and my dad. We're at Mount Baker, and we're Sasquatch hunting. So, 
we got the tent set up. We're we're not we're on Baker Lake, so like we're right on the. We take the boat out to the to the lake. Have you ever been to Baker Lake? Uh, no. Okay, so like you, you get to the boat ramp, take the boat out. You you pull up to a spot in the lake. You camp there. It's fucking sick. The the lake's crystal clear. Like you can see down like thirty feet. It's clear. It's beautiful. Baker Lake is pristine. I would recommend going there. I'd recommend going to Sasquatch, Sasquatch hunting too. And if you guys are gonna make fun of me about that, if I find Bigfoot. You're not getting any of the money that I make from finding Bigfoot. <laughs> and I'm going to be a fucking billionaire. And you just watch me. You just go and you ask me. One night, we're getting ready. My uncle and my dad are setting up traps. Literally, they would tie strings to empty bush beans cans with rocks in them. So it's like a tripwire for Sasquatch. So not only am I worried about fucking Sasquatch... I'm worried about tripping over these fucking and triggering a fucking trap when I'm getting up to go to the bathroom at, at night. So one night, we're, we're telling campfire stories, roasting weenies in the fire. All of a sudden, we hear a fucking blood-curdling scream. I'm not going to repeat it because I'm going to sound like a fucking dink if I do. But it was scary as fuck. And it, listen, it was Sasquatch. And if it wasn't Sasquatch, I don't, know what, I don't even want to know what it was. As it's happening, my dad and my uncle go towards the sound to go find fucking Sasquatch and leave. I'm like nine years old. I'm like, shit. And I'm like, I'm the oldest one, so I'm with my siblings. My brother hides in the fucking cooler, the ice chest, just closes the lid. We get in the tent. We're waiting. 20 minutes goes by. My uncle and my dad come back. We're like, they're like, yeah, nothing. And I'm like, dude, no kidding. You just went off into darkness, into nowhere, looking for Sasquatch. And came back with nothing. Like, like what were you going to Shoot him and then drag him back? He's like eight feet tall. Plus, you kind of want him alive, right? Like, wouldn't you want to catch Sasquatch alive? Yeah, because don't you get a reward if you catch him? For sure. Probably more if he's alive. Yeah, true. So, my favorite memories were Sasquatch hunting with my parent, with my parent, or with my dad and my uncle. And I go every year at Baker, set up uh, the, deer, the deer cams, right? Yeah. I, we, we sit up one year and nothing. Like, just straight up, no film, nothing. And then we come back. The next year we set it up again, we come back, it's gone. Someone stole it. So have it's been Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's how fucking smart this guy is, this Bigfoot character. Alright. Um, I have a couple out, but I think it was this one, I think it was like fifth grade. We uh, robbed my parents' alcohol cabinet. Me and my couple of my buddies I went to Stanford Middle School with. And we got fucked up. And we decided to take this lawnmower that went like probably like five miles an hour and tie a snow sled to the back of it. We had two people on the front, one in the back, and it was probably like a three-mile drive to the gas station to get snacks. We go, we're going about five miles an hour, and we're, we hit the freeway. And then a cop pulls us over. Because we're literally on the middle of the freeway in a riding lawnmower with a sled tied on the back, just dragging my buddy, just going super slow. Yeah, on the freeway. Just literally, in, not in the middle, but we were like pretty close to the side. And the cop pulled us over and was like, what are you doing? And we're like, we're going to get snacks. He's like, you know how legal this is? And we're like, no. We're fucking... Fifth, sixth grade, don't care, drinking alcohol, have 
the smallest stomachs ever, so we're getting fucked up off like a couple beers. And the cop literally said, all right, well, I'm going to have to follow you back home. I'm fucked up, and I'm driving a lot more. My two buddies end up riding back to the cop car. And I'm driving back, and I'm just going so slow. And he's just really following me. I, I keep looking back, and I'm, I'm swerving the lawnmower. I'm really, I'm fucked up. And slowly gets back, and we finally get to my house. It took probably like 40 minutes in the lawnmower. And we get back, and he's like, all right, I'm going to have to call your parents. And the cop calls my parents, like, is this your lawnmower? And my dad's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're kids were took it on the freeway with a snow sled tied to the back drinking a couple brewskis yeah and my dad just started fucking laughing (laughs) just crying laughing i could just hear him in the phone just laughing and the cop got so pissed and he wait the cop waited until my dad got back and the cop bitched my dad out saying he's like you need to you need to make sure they stay away from that and yeah that's my child's story but man that shit was funny dude i that's what i'm saying like i miss being like that young to where Shit just doesn't fucking matter. And shit's hella funny. You can get away with anything. Get away with anything. Your parents are like, oh god, these guys are fucked. I think that now that we're on the topic of next on the list is concerts. My favorite, your favorite concert, most, like, everyone remembers their first concert. Like, what was your first concert? Just real quick. Uh, My first concert was, ooh, who was it? It was, um, what's his name? Hoodie Allen. How old were you? Fool. I was young. I was like seventh grade, maybe. Hoodie Allen, dude. Damn, yeah, that that dude, that is old shit. Mm-hmm. What about you? Dude, I was like twenty years old, my first concert. Was it Louis? It was Nav and 88 Glam. Oh, okay. But <laughs> it was in Seattle, it was at the Showbox Soda. Not the Showbox. We go to my buddy's Seth's uh, frat hangout. It's me, my buddies Cole Johnson, Eric Ledesma, and Carson Bickford. Mm-hmm. And we just get so fucking smashed at the frat. <laughs> we just kind of like lose track of time. Take the light rail. Like it's like right out like the Husky Stadium. The light rail goes like down to the showbox soda. Yeah. And we're so fucking hammered. We, we go to the wrong showbox. But there's two showboxes apparently. So we, show t- we start walking there. We get there and no one's there. We're like, do we have a fucking wrong date? Like, is this the wrong too. fucking day? I've done that. All of a sudden, Cole's like, okay, it's actually this one. So we're like, fuck. We get an Uber over to the other one. <laughs> get in. Like, you know, trying to like sneak out like our dad pens in there, like our, yeah. our weed shit in there. Successful. We get in Miss 88 Glam, which I was actually like almost looking forward to seeing them more than that. Right? <sighs> and then Nat comes out, you know, Comes out first playing freshman list. Fuck, it's fucking sick. I love that song. Like one of my favorite now songs. It's a banger. Um, but then he, I mean, I'm I'm so hammered. I don't really. I mean, I could be listening to fucking Selena Gomez. I, I really wouldn't care what I'm with. I was you know I was just having a great time. He went put he went play like eight songs. Really? And I was hella disappointed. I was like he like he stopped like he went off and I'm like kind of like oh is is this part of the show? And, like, we're looking around. We're like, what the fuck? He was done. So I was kind of just like, okay, this is kind of a disappointment. But one of my favorite concert memories is when you and me were at Bumbershoot, Christian. We're wearing our bat. He was 
Christian had a fucking nice thread. He had a fucking white Michael Jordan, North Carolina jersey. And I was wearing my Steph Curry blue Golden State jersey. We walk him through the crowd. We're just fucking, just fucked up. So was everyone else. And people are like, hey, nice jersey to Christian. They're like, oh, do you? I walk by, everyone's like, fuck Stephen Curry, fuck you, <laughs> fucking prick. I'm like, bro, come on. The whole fucking time. And I was just so, like, it happened at Watershed too. Yeah, it did. We, me and Christian were at Watershed, and Christian would just be wearing a fucking, like, Hawaiian, like, t shirt. Hey, nice shirt, man. With, like, fucking palm trees. And they look at me, they're like, Hey, fuck you. Fuck Steph Curry. I'm like, okay, I got to stop fucking wearing this shit in public. Like, no one likes Steph Curry. I need to learn my lesson. And Christian just fucking one-ups me every single time. No matter what. Christian could be wearing fucking, I don't even know. Like, he could be wearing like a tuxedo shirt, like one of those like tuxedo shirts. And they'd be like, dude, nice tux. And they'd be like, fuck Steph Curry though. And I'm like, oh, that, well, that's fucking great. Every time. It would happen like every 10 minutes. No. And they would just say, fuck Steph Curry. I know. And I was like, dude, I'm, dude, like, shit. And it'd be some, like, huge guy to where I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, okay, you can say that. But it, it'd never be, like, some small guy. It'd always be some fucking, and I'm like, all right, uh, maybe I probably can't take this guy. Uh, what do you think? Uh, for concerts? Like, my favorite concerts? Yeah, like, your favorite, like, most memorable memory. Um, well, I got a couple. First was definitely when we all, me, you, Seth, Taylor, JoJo, and all of us, and... Cole and Taylor went, right? Yeah, w- which is... uh Louis the Child. Yeah, oh, dude, that was sick. I was fucking... Kendall was there, Austin I mean, Stack was there. I was rolling like a wheel. I was dude. so fucked up. Bet. And it was the coolest shit. That was pretty much like my first rave, honestly. And after that, I was like... Yeah, I, I mean... We were fucked up. And then, honestly, probably after that one, probably Paradiso. Paradiso's... I need to go to Paradiso. the reason why I fell in love with EDM. It was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever been a part of. Dude, I need to go, dude. We all are. Like, it sounds better than Watershed. And I love Watershed. Oh, it was ten times better than Watershed. But in probably, yeah, that's about it. I went to um, World of Slime not too long ago. Yeah. I took acid for the first time. That was cool. Was it uh, World of, uh, it was uh, sl- uh, Snails, Snails and Liquid Stranger? Yo, dude, I, I need to see Liquid Stranger. Yeah, that was cool. I don't know if I, I'd probably be a while before I do that again. It was just a little too much, but it was fun. I had a good time. Sounds fun as fuck. Yeah. I'm trying to go get fucked up at a Def Leppard and. Did you send that? Or oh, did... no, uh, Colden. Yeah, yeah. Def Leppard, Motley Crue. I, I need to go get hammered there. That'd be fun. Dude. Like, I, I need to see them before, like, I die, right? I mean, like, because, like, they're about to die. Yeah. So we need to see them before we die. Honestly, concerts are my favorite. Dude, I could spend money on concerts. I said, like, save your money up, not, like, you know, I don't know, like, buying, like, dumb shit. I th- you need to go to, like, con- like, not you, like, people listening, they, like, in general, you need to go to concerts. Yeah. Concerts are, is, is, like, where the shit's at. Especially when you're younger. Like, yeah, for sure. It's honestly probably one of the coolest experiences going to, like, festivals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be an EDM festival. It can yeah. be a rap festival. It can be like Coachella, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So. Country. It would be Kenny cool. Chesney. It'd be cool to go to like Woodstock or something like that. Oh, Woodstock, dude. That would have been sick back in the day. Like what was like the sixties, like sixty nine? Yeah. Was it? It was like it was sixty nine. Yeah. I think Woodstock was. What's the? But what's is the not? It's not Woodstock anymore. What's the big country festival in like California? 
Oh, uh, I thought it was sta- oh stagecoach, stagecoach. Yeah, that's that. that yeah. I'm thinking of yeah, I'm thinking yeah. stagecoach. Stagecoach. I even know who played there this year. But if you're gonna go somewhere, I say like just pick like your best buddies. Like it, yeah. it's fun no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, what time is it getting to be? All right, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Christian, thanks for fucking coming on, man. That was hella fun. Thanks for having me. Tony, thanks for letting us uh, do the podcast here. Yeah, anytime, brother. Anytime. Yeah, no problem, dude. Um, thank you guys for listening. And last thing I got to say before we leave is boink. Hey, guys, I'm here with Jamal Hopper. Jamal, uh, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, pretty good. good. Hey, uh, what do you think about uh, UW this season uh, with uh, Coach Hopkins? They seem to play God think it was a pretty good team with Mark Hughes, the head coach. Um, I think that UW, personally, is an Elite Eight team and make a run in the playoffs. What do you think about UW this year? I like them. They're exciting. They're fun to watch. They have a lot of young talent. Obviously, I think they're getting adjusted to the college game, and some are coming back in different roles than they had in the previous seasons. Uh, Coach Hobb does a great job, his staff, and, you know, I'm excited about the future. I think they'll be a totally different team in February and March than they are right now. Okay, uh, my last uh, question for you would be, what is your favorite part about Seattle? Not just, like, basketball-wise, but, like, uh, you know, like, environment-wise, uh, socially-wise. What do you love about Seattle so much? The people. Uh, the people are great. I think it's one of a kind. Uh, the place, no matter what, they make you feel like home. You know, and for me, I think it's really, really cool being from here. I try to represent it well every time I'm gone. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Jamal. Thanks Thank so you. much. Appreciate it. Hey, can I get a, can I get a picture of you? Yeah, you? go for it. Awesome. Sweet. Man, dude, I, I want you to know like, I'm a huge fan, man. No, thanks.